Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Path to Partner podcast. My name is Kyle, and I'm joined here by my co-host, as always, Gnarly Nate. How you doing this evening, Nate? I am fantastic, Kyle. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing very well. It's been a very productive day, and so you and I are back. We're actually doing this one live, so good luck to anyone that has to watch this. Uh, thank you to people that came out to the stream already. But this is our first time doing the podcast live on YouTube, so if you're someone that wants to kind of watch this in the future, we're going to set a time and, and keep this as our, our regular, uh, as best we can at least. And if you're someone that's listening to this after the fact on the podcast or something, you want to catch this, you can go to the YouTube channel. It will be in your uh, your podcast show notes, a quick link. You can go over there and catch this episode uh, with all of its visual fun and goodies. So that's that's all I have for this intro. Do you want to move into some topics this week? Because we have one in particular. It's a little interesting. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Let's just hop right into it. So Amazon's cloud gaming service could arrive next year and offer Twitch integration. What a timely little thing here, seeing as Stadia is uh, launching at the moment. So this was just published today on uh, November 20th, and this is on The Verge. In the future, we'll have it so we can pull windows onto here and actually show people the articles. But what do you think about this, like this competition that's coming up um i'm glad there's competition especially in the uh live streaming or the live gaming side of things because stadia didn't look as impressive as i thought it was going to be it looks like there was a lot of um issues that kind of were coming along with it so um i'm hoping that the competition will lead it to make it a lot better because it'd be awesome like you know save a lot of gpu ram space and like cpu issues and stuff like that so it it, it could be it could be something really good and i'm glad they're using twitch integration which is going to be very neat to see what happens with it but um the only time will tell i mean stadia wasn't received too well so i'm hoping that you know amazon can get together and really push out something amazing yeah, that's exactly how I'm feeling. Like, I think all of this uh, streaming of game content is considered very questionable right now. I think a lot of people are very hesitant to get into it. Uh, I was just talking to Freddie, who's with us in chat today, because he's signed up for the, the Founders Edition. He said they're starting to get out people's ability to sign up for usernames and stuff like that. So slow rollout. They're trying to do it in a respectful way, which I, I think is really great and appreciated. But uh, it's... <sighs> I mean, it sounds, I don't want to say like they're compounding a potential issue, but we're going from talking about having, streaming a game, which is a, a hard feat anyway, to now we're streaming on top of streaming the game. <laughs> it's like we're getting a little meta with it. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it also works with like your, like, because like, say someone like me where I get like, I have one gig down. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. My upload is only like, you know, 50. So like, I want to see how it uh, like affects like your live broadcast plus why live streaming and see how everything kind of goes. So it's going to be very interesting to see how everything pans out here in the very near future. Yeah, it's definitely something to keep an eye on. And I think whatever happens with Stadia will tell. It will guide this future a little bit more. This, to me, I, I really don't know how ready they are per this article. Like, it sounds like it's still in a questionable spot. But I think depending on Stadia's reception, it's going to either gear up or gear down this R&D that's happening right now. I just, I don't know. It's too early for me to be excited about the idea of it. Yeah, I mean, the cool part about Amazon's like, I think Stadia had like 12 games on release and they bumped up to 24. Um, I mean, Amazon says that they're trying to get more than 50 games ready to roll for it. The only thing is, it's like, if it can support it, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, I mean, Amazon or uh, Stadia is going to be in the business for a year before this comes out. So it's going to be interesting to see how everything kind of competes. I love that there's like a lot of competition. As long as they like, don't just worry about the competition. They also worry about like what's going to be um, what's going to be, uh, you know, the business like what will, you know, like actually trying to make it better instead of just trying to compete to see who can do, you know, who's who's bigger. Yeah, I'm not loving the competition feel over on Twitch right now. You and I talked about that off air right before the show. That it's, I don't know, I mean, I was I was about the competition for a little bit, and I reserved the right to change my mind on this many times, and next week I might be a fan of the competition again, we'll see. Mm. 
But right now, it just doesn't feel like the competition is helping us streamers very much. And in fact, I would argue it feels like it's actually hurting us. You and I were talking about um, Twitch becoming a, a normalized brand. And as much as I'm personally not a fan of, of Ninja, the Fortnite Ninja, not a fan of his brand uh i i think he was doing a really good job of normalizing it and bringing twitch into the household and people didn't look at it like it was so funny he was a pretty well put together pr figure like they kind of would just bring him out at events and you know dance him around on stage and throw him back into his <laughs> streaming closet and that actually worked a lot better than the other pr boys they've set up um you know dr disrespect ninja came in as soon as dr disrespect had an issue so yeah i mean shroud shroud really filled the shoes of ninja when ninja left and then you know shroud dipped out so i feel like there is a little bit of an identity crisis like when you yeah. think of twitch like who is the big person on Twitch? And you're like, well, Dr. Disrespect. And then, like, you know, some people can argue Pokemon and, like, all these mm -hmm. other things. But it's a very, very confusing to, or it's very, it's very hard to really figure out who is our main bread and butter on that platform. And it's going to make it a lot harder for us to normalize it, which maybe that is, like, Mixer's ideas to take these broadcasters that are, um, that are like the yeah, can normalize Twitch and take them out of the, the equation and bring them to their platform. But overall, with Mixer being so small, only owning like 3.6% of the market, like, is it going to be a smart? I don't, you know, there, there's so much that can happen. So it really boils down to what happens here in the next two years. Yeah. So you really got to let it play out. Gosh, I hope I hope they do something because I'd like to see it become a normalized thing. But I mean, you and I, we've been promoting this on the show before, but I think more than ever, you and I have been uploading now to YouTube quite well. I don't want to say quite a bit like we've been working on it. You've got a couple out. I just got my first thing out there today. We're we're really recognizing that now is the time to diversify, not that Twitch is going away and not that people should be afraid of that. But this is always a really good reminder um, sometimes you just need those moments of like spurred inspiration of like, oh, crap, you know, things aren't going great right now. Maybe I should be doing the stuff I should have been doing for the last two years. And and so, uh, yeah, I think you and I have been very proactive about that. And to our audience out there, listeners, please make sure you're doing the same. Like, don't neglect. You don't need to be on every single platform, but do make sure you're on like probably two uh, to a sufficient degree. Like. My Twitter and my Instagram aren't it. Like, those are not my, my like, secondary spot. They can't be. They're not efficient enough or big enough to have the kind of audience that would be transferable should something bad happen with Twitch. And that's why you and I, I think, are really in this vein of, hey, we got to, uh, got to get to another media content hosting platform where we can kind of do what we're already doing and, and, and hopefully do what uh, people like from us and hope, do it in a different format. Do it in a different way. Yeah, what's huge with um, what's huge with especially going to YouTube. See, tw Twitter's really good, but I know people that have 30,000 follows on Twitter, and they get no love on mm. um, Twitch. And but what I've seen that is the most transferable, even TikTok, they get a lot of love. No guy has five hundred thousand views on a video on TikTok and has like maybe like a thousand follows on Twitch, but you know, and he maybe bumped up maybe like a hundred from that. Which is a lot of work to really do it, put it up, and then you know, hope we get a five hundred thousand views, just to get a hundred follows. Um, but YouTube has an algorithm, and that's what makes YouTube so much different. Is that it's the second largest search engine on the you know ever. So and so, it's really awesome that they have like the ability to really kind of like get in there and like it's easier to find content, easier for discoverability. It's just like I think we talked about this last week that it was like it's hard for us to be discovered on twitch mm. and it's impossible to really like have a algorithm for discoverability on twitch because everyone's live so it's harder to like categorize what's happening at that point in time so i don't know it's gonna be interesting i mean there's so many things <laughs> there's so many like you just said very well you know you gotta be in the right category but uh, there's like youtube offers um you know watch on demand style right like they can watch back this podcast thing at any time which is really nice compared to hey you had to be there in the moment i guess twitch offers syndicated 
streams, but they're not viewed in the same way because the algorithm, right? The algorithm throws mm -hmm. you stuff that you really want to watch. So just a, a reminder to everyone to get off of just the one platform mindset. We see a lot of people doing it, but please don't do it like Ninja did when he left. Because also, like we were saying, yeah. uh, and we've said before on the show, that wasn't good. He really burned a lot of bridges. So, ugh. Yeah, the video game industry, the live, uh, the the me and Zero Period Production we're actually talking about, who's another YouTuber on the platform. And he was talking about how um, when you're you're like you, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> but if you're um, wait, oh, I can't remember what I was saying. <laughs> I literally just lost. We it. talked you, about burning to, bridges and don't. Yeah, do it that. was like burning bridges. Don't do that. Uh, the the creator space is so small. That's mm. what we're going to say. Like everyone in YouTube, if you're in like a gaming category, for the most part, knows each other. Everyone in Twitch companies literally have people. Uh, that are on salary that legit just watch broadcasters and content creators to figure out if they're going to be a right fit for giving them codes to give out, seeing what the personality is like. So it's a very, very small industry. So if you burn bridges sooner or later, you're going to come back to someone that's in this industry because it's still in the wild west phase. And so you just want to make sure you do everything in a political standpoint. So you don't screw over the next person or like burn the bridges that you're, you know, that you're crossing. So well said. Don't burn bridges, you guys. Keep keep it. Keep those relationships strong and and just always be civil, which is really hard admittedly on Twitch. Like for anyone that's for anyone that's live for 8 hours a day, you know, saying the right thing all the time is hard, but you just got to got to get good at walking away whenever you know it gets to that sort of situation which we can all use improvement mainly me i could use that sometimes <laughs> um it can be exceedingly hard though you know like we've been barraged with people just lately trying to complain about games and such like that and that's that's a struggle but that's i guess what it's like to be in this kind of space is you know you have to when things when people are really hyped things are really great and when people are really down on something it can be really negative too so i don't know it's a fine it's balance it is. I mean, and that's the whole thing is what like as a broadcaster and as like up and coming broadcasters, you have to deal with people and you have to deal with an audience that's always ever changing. Um, so you got to like it's it's rough. It's it's rough. Can we transition this something into something else that's rough too and it's not in the show notes? And yeah, it absolutely. sounds very dirty, but I'm actually gonna make this a clean segue and say, <laughs> well, it's about bits actually. So it's about bits. You can have that be as dirty as you want. Uh, the Bits auto-refill feature became available on November 18th. I'm seeing this on the Twitch support thing. And boy, were there some snarky comments put out to that. Not a big surprise. I do always like to see what people's reactions are to Twitch announcing things. Because like we said, there's a lot of hate going on towards Twitch in general. A lot of people want to cancel Twitch. And I really liked one of the comments that read something. I can't find it here exactly. Oh, no, I did. It says, did you ever think people running low on bits isn't an oops? I forgot to buy more bits and more of an oof. I can't afford it right now. I feel like there's definitely more thought put into a feature actually worth having access to for the people. And and it's kind of a good point, right? Because Twitch does. Listen, as streamers, we want people to donate bits like that's that's how it works, right? That's a tip. Everyone wants a tip in life. I'm really walking into these these innuendos. Now, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, everyone wants the tip in life or a tip, but but Twitch does know the malicious side of this, which is that eventually people are just going to leave on auto renew, and they're going to have tons. I guess that could be good though for some streamer out there because whenever Joe Schmo sets their auto renew, leaves it for half a year, forgets about it, and has like. I don't know, $500 worth of Twitch bits sitting there. Someone's going to be a lucky streamer that day. It just, mm -hmm. it does feel like a little bit of a weird implementation of the bit system. Like, I'm fine with it. It makes some sense. I also don't know that I love that certain people are just going to, I don't know. It just feels bad to me. It feels wrong. Well, that's a huge thing is they did this study and they are looking at people that subscribed with a tier one that's actually paid tier one. Mm -hmm. um, they're high. They're a lot less likely to not resub than they are if they do like a Twitch Prime or gifted a sub. Because the thing is, is they, they put their credit card in, they sign up for a sub and they forget about it. So subs roll over when it's a paid subscription. 
um, unlike anything else. So I think that's maybe what they're banking on. It's like, okay, well, if this person forgets that they are getting, um, you know, they forget that, oh, I'm spending $20 a month on bits. And they're like, well, I'll cancel it next week. Yeah. And then you know, next week uh, or next month comes. And they're like, well, you know, we'll cancel it the month after that. And they just keep forgetting. And I think that's what they're kind of banking on. They're like, oh, please just forget to do it so we can get a certain amount of revenue from it. As long as they're not, uh, as long as they're not, and they're saying, well, I guess as long as they're letting you roll over your bits, which everything seems like they're going to let you do that. This just makes me, I think I, I think I know where I'm getting some of my fear from, which is that Audible, another, you know, Amazon company like Twitch had a class action lawsuit actually about their malicious auto renewing uh, things. I don't know if you know about that, but Audible, the book rental one, the, would let you accrue, I think, six books worth of credit. So you could like check out with free six books. Uh, and after that, they would just dismiss your your points. And maybe that's why anytime Amazon tries to roll out a subscription thing in any way, I'm like, ah, class action lawsuit incoming. But I, I think Twitch is free on this one. It will be really interesting to me, though, if we're going to have a bunch of sugar daddies or mamas roll up someday with a bunch of bits in their thing that has rolled over for like a year or so. That will be very comical, and I'm looking forward to that moment. Uh, me too. Absolutely. <laughs> I need Christmas money, man. Right? There we go. Uh, write your all your checks to, to uh, Nate and Kyle. We need it. <laughs> so we have another piece of news, too, on the note of Twitch and money, which is a Twitch ad change. You pointed this out to me, but mm -hmm. it seems that so for those who don't remember, running a 30 second ad would net you 10 minutes of free ad viewing like people wouldn't get pre-roll ads for the next 10 minutes. 60 seconds of ad that you optionally run as the streamer would net 20 minutes of ad free viewing for anyone that walks into the channel. And now they're getting a little bit closer to what you and I expect. Uh, 90 second ad will net you 30 minutes of free, you know, no pre-roll viewing for when people come to your stream. And on top of this, a reminder, Twitch just mailed me the other, emailed me the other day and said, hey, no one's getting their ad free viewing as of November. So that's, it was November that was the cutoff point for... Uh, people with Turbo being grandfathered in and everything. So starting, you know, now-ish, people are, everyone's going to be hit with pre-roll ads unless they do Turbo. You know what's crazy is I saw that, um, so one of my friends, Lobro's watch, he was, he was like, what you should do is you should make it so we have an option to pay um, <gasps> Twitch to get rid of the ads. This is like, people were looking at it and they're like, hey, what if we pay like an extra $50 to just get rid of pre-roll ads? <laughs> like on top of what our ad revenue is, mm. we average it in. I was like, man, I wish we could do that because honestly, I feel like that's one of the biggest killers on, um, like that's one of the biggest killers on Twitch right now is pre-roll ads, dude. Like I love exploring new broadcasters. That's my, it's my favorite thing. Like I love going through and going down to like, you know, the 10 and below and like a different game than I'm usually playing and just clicking through and seeing what people have and like their styles and stuff. Mm -hmm. When I have to sit there like a 45 second to a minute 30 ad and I'm like, Oh, please. I just want to watch. I'm not going to yeah. stay there. Like the average watch time on YouTube, I think is like two minutes and 50 seconds. And like, if you think about that and you spend the like half of that watching an ad, like you're going to be kind of turned off from it. So I would love if they could incorporate something, something. I mean, this is nice. 90 seconds, still a long time for 30 minutes. It can, it's yeah. a little bit more manageable, but it's, you know, at least not it's, it's rough. So not, yeah, we're not impressed at all. Advantage of doing this live, Louis is, I, I may have said this wrong. I, I think I, it sounds like I may have said this wrong. Uh, he's correcting me. That's true. Turbo isn't losing their ad free, but prime users are losing their turbo. So that's the better way to put that. So oh. people in the past, you got turbo for free with your Twitch prime. Turbo is an old feature for Twitch, relatively old. It's been on there since before I've streamed, but now it's pay $9 a month to Twitch to get ad free viewing everywhere. But I think the really crummy side of that is to my knowledge, that does not pay out the streamer. So to any viewer out there, you're really only paying the man with that, which is a really kind of a, a shitty deal in my opinion, because at least if you're doing like YouTube premium, which is double the price, it's $15 a month. 
the content creator still gets the ad money that they would be divvied out on on a normal basis, at least to my understanding of it. They still get, you pay your $15 a month, you get no ad, no ads put in your face, and the content creator gets money. But with the Twitch one, uh, Louis saying it does pay out the streamer, but I don't know about that. I've never heard that. I don't know if you have any input on that, but or like any uh, article for it. But I've never heard of that paying out to the user, which just makes it sound bad. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I haven't, I haven't heard anything about it paying out to the broadcaster either. Um, I don't really know how it is. We do have our contacts that we can talk to. Yeah. Anytime. So I definitely reach out and see if we can find anything and see how it all works. But from my knowledge, I know that if we don't get paid for it. Like it only counts the way that their systems work is like a video pops up. You get one cent for that video and then, you know, then like it changes and it's all about how many clicks and how many people sit through and watch it. So I don't know if they have a system for it, because if you have like turbo and you pay nine dollars, but you're going to people's broadcast. I don't know how it would count it as a view because the video actually has to be pulled up. And then it's kind of a different system, how they kind of run things because yeah. everything's targeted for your audience. So like if you're online and you keep like typing Elder Scrolls, Elder Scrolls, Elder Scrolls, you're getting an Elder Scrolls ad more over <laughs> getting a, you know, True. like a like a Rainbow Six Siege ad. So that's like a huge thing. So I don't know how it's going to work. I mean, we can always contact our people at Twitch, but yeah. I've, from my best knowledge is that we don't have the, uh, we don't get the revenue from that. I don't know how... Twitch would view that as as lucrative enough to pay us out anyway. I mean, unless, unless, uh, yeah, I, I just can't, I don't know. I mean, Louis says it's in their FAQ, and he might be right. I don't I doubt him personally. I just doubt Twitch. Like, I don't think that they would pay their content creators for a, a job unrendered. You know, like, oh, well, I didn't see your ad. Okay, content creator. Well, we'll call that a pass. I mean, they've had a lot of shady things in the past like this, so I think that's also where some of that bitterness comes in, where I'm like, I've seen you guys not pay us before, and instead close out a feature instead of paying content creators. So ugh. when Twitch does stuff like that, it's a little sketch. I don't like that they decoupled it from Amazon Prime anyway. Like, I think that was a bad move. They should just let people have their free turbo through it. Amazon is not hurting for money at all. In fact, we're entering Amazon season right now, and they will be incentivizing, I'm sure, just any minute. They'll be incentivizing streamers to push their, you know, blacksmith links. They give, like, extra money if you start pushing that or whatever so this is the season they're going to rake it in i think they could afford to keep doing the turbo thing and letting it be part of the prime i think it's just better for discoverability on the platform like you mentioned in passing i don't want to watch a 30 second ad i will do it because i can't always afford to su subscribe to everyone's channel but like uh luna here in chat called out she said uh, 30 minutes isn't really a lot in my opinion, when it comes to, to running our own ads and like getting people free viewership. I, I don't I don't know. I don't know that that matters, though. Like, I'm not sure if like is the damage done? Is the pre-roll ad thing causing a, a, just a drop at all in discoverability to begin with? Because letting streamers run these pre-roll ads isn't going to change people's intent on choosing to discover that makes sense at all like they're not going to know who's running ad and who hasn't so if you're already someone that's turned off of jumping into random streams because you don't want to sit through ads that you know letting you and i have that ability to control it isn't going to change some random viewers habit necessarily yeah and that's massive it's like you know it, that's like i get put off by it because I love going and exploring people like I love seeing brand new broadcasters or broadcasters are on the up and up because it's just it's just fun to be a part of a community and be able to contribute and like all this other stuff and then like raid them when I have a large amount of viewership. So when I but if I'm clicking through and I'm like, add, 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 and like I click through three broadcasters, I'm like, well, I don't feel like being here, sitting here watching nine minutes of ads just to watch like three or four broadcasters. I'm like, well, you know what? I'm just going to I'm just going to not go explore. So even if we do roll out those no, you know, pre-roll ads and stuff like that, like it's still it's still kind of up in the air and stuff. I wish they would do a system where it was like you get the first three minutes to five minutes you can watch the channel and after that you get hit with an ad but i mean i don't know what it would do to viewership people like oh when well, i got an ad i'm leaving or it'd be like oh well, i get five minutes to see if i like this broadcaster and then be able to dip out that at the least should be the implementation yeah that that really really should be and i think um 
actually, so I, again, I did just subscribe to YouTube Premium. I've done it before, but I resubscribed recently as I went down my YouTube rabbit hole. And the only reason I did it was because I was watching on my TV. So no ad blocker there, right? But I noticed they weren't running pre-roll ads. They are running ads midway through. So YouTube, who's a lot smarter than Twitch, let's face it, they're like they're way ahead, leaps and bounds. They've had years to 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 formulate and to to rework their systems and maximize it. They have found that running it later in the thing seems to do better. And I think, this is where Twitch can't take advantage of this, I think those YouTube moments are correlated to what YouTube might be seeing as like high hype moments in the thing. Because you know, they they can watch your, they, they know what your watch time is. And what I was noticing is these mid mid-roll ads were actually happening right as something juicy was about to happen in the in this like vlog or whatever. So I think they're kind of using that metric, which again, Twitch can't tap into. They don't know when you're going to be exciting or not. But I do think running it five minutes into the show or into the a streamer, or, I'm sorry, five minutes into a viewer coming into your broadcast, much smarter. Let you get a taste of the person. I don't know. Twitch would probably be upset though because they lose that money up front. Like right now, they're they're ticketing you regardless if you like the show or not. But giving you, letting you into the thing, and then seeing if you like it. If you dip before five minutes, they don't make their money. Yeah, that's that's what I'm. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Is they're they're like, okay, well, if we hit pre, because they we only get like a, a very, the, we get the little itty bitty tip of the iceberg, and they get the whole chunk. And that's yeah. what you're saying is, you know, if you're <laughs> rolling through in those ad, getting an ad, getting an ad, they just kind of get everything. So they, I mean, I don't think they'll ever will change it. It would make it makes sense to like kind of do some type of form of discoverability. But it does, it, or like maybe just shorten the ads to like less than 30 seconds because I literally sit like there was one day I sat for one minute, 30 seconds to two minutes and just sat there. And I was like, wow, I'm watching this World of Warcraft ad or I'm watching this other ad. And then I watched it just a second ago and I'm just sitting here waiting for it to be done or maybe like make it so like if you go into a broadcaster's channel mm -hmm. and you watch an ad, you get, you know, like maybe like. 15 minutes of exploring without having an ad, even though you watch one person's channel or something, they just got to do something else. Cause it, it really is hurting the, it, like it decreases my chances of clicking in the broadcaster's channel to watch yeah. someone new. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I I'm with you there. I, I, my discoverability has tanked since I lost that, but I lost that a long time ago. So I just don't ever explore. I don't go visit people on Twitch. I'm just such a loner. Cause I'm like, eh, I'll just go watch my ad free other platforms. No offense to any content creators, but I mean, that's where Twitch has kind of pushed me into that area. Uh, and it's, I mean, it's nice that, that subscriptions add ad free viewing as well. That's a great way to support your favorite streamer. And that's still my recommended way to do it. But I mean, there's a lot more streamers that we watch than we have money to support, I think is a general oh, rule of thumb. Absolutely. Like so, there, I mean, even look at like my list, I have like 300, 400 people I follow that I'd like to watch. I can't, there's no way I could ever sub to that many people. I'd be broke. Yeah. And Louis puts out a point in chat saying that there's going to be the P, to P by P, which is the picture by picture. We've talked about this before in a past episode. I think that's going, I can't tell if that's going to make people happy or angry. Because picture by picture is not going to let you hear the stream. So good if you're seeing that the streamer isn't there. You're like, oh, phew, okay, they're doing a thing and I'm not, and nothing's here. I don't think that matters, though, in my, strictly my opinion, because I think if someone's like, I'm, I am that guy that often leaves if a streamer gets up in AFKs. <laughs> like, I'm the worst person in the world. But that's because I'm usually balancing. Like, I'm usually watching on my phone anyway while I'm, like, walking the dog or something. So if someone goes, like, on a long AFK, I usually, that's when you lose me. It's not because the ad. It's just because of the inactivity. So I'm a bad viewer, full stop. But I could see on the other side, so I don't think it's going to help too much. But I think on the other side, it might really infuriate people because then they're going to see that they're missing content in some areas where Twitch chooses to run an ad. I should also be specific. That's not going to be picture by picture during pre-roll ads. So they will still be locked out of your content for 30 seconds minimum when they get to your channel and not know if you're there or not. That is a separate thing they noted. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Not not happy. I think Twitch needs to get their ad space together because ugh, it's a little bit messy. 
We are halfway through the episode, and that leaves us the perfect amount of time to talk about our mini episode for this week because we just didn't really know what to talk about. <laughs> We've been talking about so much news, and there's just been so much that we haven't had a moment to stop and, and actually really think for a long time. So this week, we're going to go over our Twitch routine and, and start up here because there are ways to optimize this. I, I remember hearing about this like a year or two ago where some streamers make their startup and get ready things so antiquated and so convoluted that it actually prevents them from hitting the start button. And a lot of us out there, especially people that are probably taking a lot of you know notes from the show, are people that are very new content creators, people that are uh, out there already working another job on top of streaming, people that are out there you know going to school and a job on top of streaming. So getting started in an optimized way can can really help you. Do you want me to kick this off or do you want to start off talking about your routine? How do you want to do that? Because I got yeah, many I'll, ideas. I'll, you know, I'll start. I'll start Tell it us. off. Tell us, Papa. So we're going to start from the first thing because I wake up and I take a shower and then I get right into broadcasting. So I do it. So I come in, I clean my whole setup. And then I, but before I even clean, as soon as I wake up, usually I tweet out. So I tweet out to let people know that I'm active and that's my first thing, but I don't tweet. Oh, I'm going live. It's more of like a tweet of like trying to connect and just finding something to get people engaged, to have conversation and get everything going. After that is done, I go to um, then I take a shower and uh, but I also discord as well. I'm like, hey, good morning, everyone. It's good to see you guys. How was your how was your day? And I do that and then I take a shower and then when I come back and then I reply to people, I'm like, oh, mm. that's awesome. Your day was amazing. Or like go and tweets like stuff and, you know, like re like comment back and whatever else. And then I usually post a going live tweet. And then I um, and then I also tell Discord that I'm going live. And then there's a whole bunch of like pre rituals I do for cleaning, you know, the desk, making sure everything's set up, running <laughs> a stream test because my Internet's terrible to make sure my Internet is where it needs to be. And I do kind of all those things to try to to get every the ball rolling. So I'm really excited about like doing all that. But that's kind of what I do for my start. What do you do for your start, Kyle? Well, I'm trying to I'm trying to get better at this. One of the things I want to do more and and was doing a little successfully before the weather dropped was I was taking the dog on a walk every day beforehand, which was a nice time to like you mentioned, kind of warm up social media for the day and it also kind of got me a little bit more active like I noticed I was kind of doing my worst when I would just get out of bed and pretty much start streaming with little to no uh self-maintenance I guess you know nothing to kind of warm me up other than just getting into it and so again I'm trying to do walk the dog beforehand which is a great chance to tweet something take some photos stuff like that you know post to Instagram I've been doing some Instagram videos they're just like good morning style like more to get me in the habit of doing it because it's just you know, if you can set habits like that of doing something every day, then you're more likely to stick with it. Been running with that motto. Um, I usually just get myself some coffee and then jump right into stream. But I want to say I've implemented a lot of things that have made the startup process easier for me. One of the things is automatic lights on in here. So all of my lights for the studio are run by a Wemo, one of those like wall switches, which is connected yeah. to my Amazon Echo. So I can just tell her lights on and bloop, that's one, that's a couple less individual switches I have to go and flick on. Um, yeah, I guess, I mean, these, these things, they add up over time, right? I've got to start my camera and my mixer and all that. And if I can cut down any of it, it's great. Another thing I want to highly recommend if you have the money, and especially Black Friday is coming up, you guys really might want to wish list this or put this on a tracking list, but Stream Decks. Holy mm -hmm. crap. And they, I think, just packed in new features too really recently that are like a whole new, I think they now have toggleable buttons. So if you press one, like it'll, you know, stay depressed until you press it again and then another feature will happen. So you could do like stream on with a single button and have that trigger a bunch of secondary effects, press it again, stream off and, you know, a bunch of other effects shut off too. And these are really powerful things. Like I have a ready button that launches OBS. It launches, if Discord's not already open, it double launches that um spotify for music what else uh my chatty program to see what people are doing you can have it launch a bot it's just optimizing the schedule in a way that's 
hopefully beneficial. I, I feel like a lot better after I've set that up. I feel like now I don't have to click through nearly as many options and individual programs. Do you do anything See, like that's that? one. Sorry. Well, one thing, uh, like, I always get on a regiment, yes. But, yeah, and then my, my – I have a stream deck. My stream deck is my – what I use everything for. It's my ads for run – like, running ads, emote-only chat, sub-only chat, follower chat, RK9, getting everything started up. Like, stream deck is huge. Like, that is one thing. If you, That is my best mud right now. But my <laughs> mixers are – my mixers always on. Everything is always on and ready to go. The only thing I would say for broadcasting – and I haven't been doing a lot lately, and I've kind of – notice like a, a big like decline in like my production is like being in regimented like wake up you know like what you said wake up tweet you know shower get your coffee take the dog out on the walk like get in a regiment every single time you broadcast so you can get into the flow and get into the energy of bringing the same like that that hot like your 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 level of content of being like entertaining your chat like that's what gets me in that mode for it you know what i'm saying like i think that's super important I think so. I really need to get back to walking him every day. I was just coming like I could I know there's a difference in it. The hard thing for me is I wake up and I'm like it's I'm warm and in my bed and it's the cold season. I don't want to do that. But like I was coming to stream uh prepared. You know what I mean? Like I was coming and I was ready. I was already kind of warmed up from not literally warm, but you know, physically warmed up from being outside and and so that's kind of a recommendation if you're if you are a person that's in one of those positions of you're waking up and starting to stream, maybe make sure you do something that makes you a little less groggy and like a little bit more mentally with it. And if you're someone that's coming home in the evening after work and jumping into stream, I mean, you, I think you and I, have, I've definitely been in that boat and I think mm -hmm. you did it after work too, right? Yeah. When I used to work in surgery, I would work 10 hour days, come oh. home and stream for at least six to seven hours. Oh. Yeah. That's and that was for a whole year. <laughs> oh my God. Whole entire year. It was really rough. And, and that's another beast. If if you if you do do that, like and you come home from like work and you're like exhausted and stuff. Some of the best things I can say is drink a lot of water because you're dehydrated because I had to do that. Drink a lot of water. Take B vitamins. Take oh. whatever vitamins you need. Um, like energy drinks usually aren't good because you do it. But if you can take a little bit of energy drink, not drink the whole thing just to get a little pick me up. Those help me over, but um, it, honestly, it boils down to your like drive and dedication because like working all day and then coming home and then starting a broadcast is really rough because oh, yes. a, a plethora of things can happen throughout those days. Like, you know, you can have a terrible day and then you come home and start broadcasting. You don't want to bring that terrible day over to the new day or, you know, to your broadcast and the vibe. So it is it is really hard. But the thing is, is like because my mentality when I was broadcasting at first was like I was like, I get to go home and I get to stream like I'm about to have some fun. I'm excited yeah. about everything. So I was like always hype. There was some days, but water, vitamins and whatever you can do, eat and like just just try to get into it with it. Because how did you because you, you streamed after work, right? You were you were streaming before you um before you went full time. Yeah. And I was actually trying to think about this. Like, I'm really glad you took the lead with that. Cause I was like, what did I do to keep me like alive? I, I think what it was, I only limited myself to, I think four hours of streaming a night. Like it wasn't a crazy backbreaking schedule. So just for people out there know that that works. Like you don't have to, you can, but you don't need to add an extra 12 hour shift on top of your, you know, 10 hour day. Uh, you can make it work with four, depending on your audience and everything. I really don't recommend going much smaller than that, though. Time constraints, you know, do what you got to do in your life. But uh, if you can't squeeze in four hours, I don't want to sound dismissive, but you do as a newer streamer need to be live a certain amount of time so that you can pick up and actually grow in the directory. Like you want you want to snowball your chat from when you first start it to where you end it in the evening. So schedules can always change. I'm always looking at changing mine. I'm still in the flow of changing one right now. Uh, but one of the things I would do is come home and get a shower before getting on Twitch. That was kind of one of those things. That, oh, like, it's yeah. nice to get out of the work clothes, take a shower, be clean, like go sit down and do something fun. It's kind of a, a wake me up if that's for you. If that if taking a shower wakes you up, that can be good. I would agree in not chugging energy drinks. That's not really a great solution. I can't imagine. I don't think I don't think I ever really did coffee in the evenings. Um, I may have done caffeine pills though because I've freaking love caffeine and mm -hmm. caffeine and i are great friends don't worry about my uh, erratic heartbeat that i have but um 
Yeah, I would say get into that flow, uh, find a way to relax before you get in a stream. And I do want to say, if you're someone out there that's working a full-time job, we we understand, we both did that. But take advantage of one thing that the full-time job on top of streaming gives you, and that's content. I didn't realize how hard in a weird way it would be hmm. to not have that extra content to discuss on stream. Like if you are at work, though, think about this. If you want to be working on your stream while you're at work, just be paying attention to the drama in the office or something strange. Because if you go home, that is great content. Be very careful. I'll, I'll warn you, be very careful that you're not saying anything malicious that could get you in trouble at your job. You know what I mean? Be very adult and very business fo focused and oriented. But oftentimes there's still a lot of stories that you can take away, even if it's just something that someone shared with you at work that wouldn't have been in your life otherwise. Because I think you and I have talked about this offline, that as full-time content creators, we have to find other ways to re-energize our life, like whether that's going out on the town and doing something, walking the dog, binging something on Netflix that you can then talk about. But but do realize that is a strength that you're having right now that probably actually looks like a weakness. I, I thought of it as one. I was like, I'm at work. I can't be stream-focused. And I was, when I was at home, I'm like, oh, crap. I don't have that the free content to talk about. Yeah, that was the hardest transition for me. It was like, I, you know, I like working in surgery, I had a whole bunch to talk about because oh, I was doing yeah. like weird things all the time. And then when you then you're like go to full time streaming and like the first like maybe month, you're like, yeah, I'm a full time broadcaster. This is awesome. And then out of nowhere, you're like, I have no content yeah. because I spend, you know, like 48, 50 hours a week streaming. So I'm not, I don't have anything. And like, you know, so you got to like, you got to figure out how to do it. And that's where like, that's where I think that streamer depression stuff comes in is where like, you know, we don't leave the house. We don't go do anything. We, you know, we're broadcasting the whole time. And that's, that's the nature of the beast is you kind of have to be in front of the camera as much as possible to try to, you know, keep growing and get noticed. Cause when you're not online, it's harder for you to get noticed when you are online. Agreed. So it's rough, but yeah, tr definitely take advantage of that content. And like, like showers work, showers do work. I didn't even think about that. I drink a glass. I remember I drink a, a big glass of water, I take the vitamins and eat something and I take a shower and start broadcast. Sometimes I would also take a nap. That has pros and cons depending on you as the person. <sighs> yeah. Because sometimes naps for me are a death now. Like it's just the end. Like if I take a nap, I might as well have just gotten to sleep. And so pros and cons there. Actually, I will tell you my worst though, because I this is coming back to me now, remembering this. Don't do as I do, do as I say. And I say, don't come home, take a nap, take a caffeine pill, and then take a nap because you know it's going to kick in by the time you're like, at the time you should wake up. I know if I take a caffeine pill, I have about 15 minutes before my heart literally comes alive and I feel like I am the best me. But the danger to that is you're putting a lot of strain on your body. So I don't recommend that. Uh, it did work for me, though. I mean, I, I just am a caffeine lover. But again, be careful of those serious energy drinks in the evening. That's Those are hard yeah. crashes. Uh, Luna See, mentioned cold showers, too. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, cold showers are really good. I, I can't do it. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, like that's when I used, when I used to wake up and like uh, or I used to actually there for a little while when I flipped my schedule and I start working a lot earlier, I would come home and I take a 30 minute, 40 minute nap. Like it was like, it was like come home, hit the sack alarms always set no matter what wake up like but the only thing is i had trouble sleeping like i wasn't sleeping until two in the morning and i had to wake up four hours later to go into work or like three hours later to go into work so it was really rough on me it was it was it, it's definitely rough it's one of those things you can definitely you can fight through you just got to figure out what works for you and if you want it bad enough you're going to be able to achieve it so you know just figure out what it is get and also another huge thing is get into your zone like figure out what you can do to get into the zone that you can be like okay like if you have like a song or you listen to music or you listen to something hype you get into that zone and then next thing you know it's like you, then you can like hold that energy level for another like six hours four hours before it dies out again so like trying to get into the zone regiments uh naps cold showers glasses of water taking care of yourself there there's so many little tri uh tips and tricks yeah and i think i think kind of a or, or maybe next to final note on this idea is I've heard of people who 
uh, come home, and this was never me, so I have to be weird and say I've heard of other people, but I really have from the other Twitch podcasts and such. But the, a topic being discussed where people will come home and they'll just look at their computer and be like, I should be streaming today, and they don't do it. I would say, because I don't have a great remedy for that. That That's something I didn't struggle with. And maybe it's just because I became regimented early, but I would just recommend to those people setting that expectation that you're going to go home, you're going to go home and just do it anyway. Um, I, I, I just, again, I've heard of that fear. I know some people, and I can understand why, like it's a daunting task. I think for me, that was like the video editing that you and I talked about off stream is like, I would look at it and I'd go, I should really be editing right now, but I'm like, I'm warm and watching YouTube. Do I need to edit? And so people, we get into these lazy trends and we break our own habits. You know, that's me right now, not walking the dog in the morning, right? But it's getting ourselves back on track and committing to it. The one thing I've done very well personally that if if anything, I'll, I'll pat myself on the back that I rarely, if ever, miss a stream start time unless I already know I'm going to do it. You know, if I'm like, OK, I'm going to be working on a different project and have to take the day off, you know, then I set it and I announce it. But as if you can really aim at hitting that goal, like I'm always going to start the stream at this time, you know, health concerns, work concerns, all that permitting, right? But if you can always hit that one time, that makes life a lot easier, just knowing that you're going to, like, let's say it's 5 p.m. and I'm always going to start my stream at da-da-da-da-da, and, you know, it lets you regiment around it as you go on and as you grow your stream, because streaming has a way of getting bigger and bigger and bigger. The time commitment for Twitch can often grow to become something massive, as I think you and I know well, that you could start working on social media panels or whatever it is or animations for your thing. And it like, wow, now it's not just eight hours of streaming. It's 14 hours <laughs> worth of maintenance and all, you know, but setting one time that you can always hit is a great starting place. So if you're someone out there that's not sure about how to do it, just start by setting a time that works for you. Yeah. And it probably feels like we're beating it into your head, but that's a massive thing. It's like, I, I mean, I there for a long time, I was like willy-nilly. I was like, I'm just going to start broadcasting whatever. And, you know, people come in and I was going to like 10 o'clock at night or 6 o'clock at night or whatever. But what I really noticed, like my astronomical growth when I was like, okay, I'm going to start every single day at this time. And when I start every single day at that time, that's when we like, I really noticed a lot of growth is you know being there every single day at the same time this i mean i can't do it a lot of times because internet issues but try to make it like don't be either be spot on time or be either 15 minutes early or 15 minutes late because you don't want people to feel like they missed out on content that's so true that is so true and now we're finding the balance of how do you do other things on top of it right so mm -hmm. uh, you know nate and i are balancing creating these youtube videos and you know we do the podcast and we fit this all in and are you still off on Wednesdays now? Are you yeah, I'm doing I'm doing uh Wednesdays off. Um I'm doing Wednesdays and Tuesdays off. But sometimes like I just one. stream on Tuesdays if I don't have any uh I don't have anything to do, you know? I mean it's like a flex might day. as well. Yeah, but a lot of times it's like yeah, I at least need like I need that Wednesday to not do anything from the moment I wake up till a podcast happens because I you, you like a huge thing is is as broadcasters and as content creators we have to we usually it's it, it's you're doing a hobby as a job so since your hobby is your job it never turns off it's twenty four seven and you do need sometimes to try to mellow it back to refine yourself and stuff like that because it's hard it, it's really hard on your mental state and your well-being and stuff. It is. Luna calls out in chat and says, I feel like generally when you're working from home, it's e really easy to become lazy. It's very important to find a way to get yourself motivated. And that is so true. That is true. That's why I feel like I need to get back to walking the dog, man. Like that to me was my little bit of like, I don't want to say it was my motivation, but it was like my happy zen you know, moment. And they say exercise is really good for that too. So if you're someone that's like really big into exercise to get the endorphins flowing and stuff like that, maybe, maybe you're the opposite of what Nate and I did. Maybe when you get home, instead you work out for 30 minutes before you get on the stream. Like that's one heck of a way to get your brain juices <laughs> flowing after being stuck in an office or something all day. Um, there's just many ways to do it, but ultimately it is finding your motivation. Luna nailed it right there. You got to know what's motivating you to stick with it because it is, it, Twitch is hard to do as a hobby. 
I, I think because mm -hmm. we all say it's a hobby, but I, I think most all of us come to Twitch for fame, fortune, and whatever else that brings, right? Mm -hmm. Like everyone wants a little bit of growth, even if they're just like, oh, I'm just doing this one day a week. But that's why regimenting schedule is very important. If you want that growth, it's very rare to come to someone that only streams one day a week. Like you'd need true lightning to strike for that just because you need the exposure. Yep. And that's what's, I mean, and that's a huge thing is you kind of nailed it was when it was like, oh, like a lot of us, even when you do come as a hobby broadcaster, you still want that. Um, mm -hmm. You want it. You want it. You want the fame. You want the follows. You want to be that person as 1000 views or not even that. Like you want to have more you, people say this, but truly yeah. deep down, you want that. Like that's just that's the whole thing. It drives a lot of us. And um I don't know. And it's hard because on top of that, then you have other broadcasters that feel like it's a competition and they're going against you. Your viewers are like, you know, some of them like you and then they don't like you and you're dealing with you're managing thousands of people at a time. And that's where everything gets all crazy. It just it's all over the place. It, it's hard to be a broadcaster, but it is. It's the most rewarding flat job I've ever done in my life. It can be hard, but it is very rewarding. I would agree with that totally. I think that's very well said. And I think we, this is probably the perfect point to wrap it up for this week. So I hope that was helpful to someone, just our little mini breakdown. Let us know what your routines are. We'd love to hear from you guys. If you want to leave it in comments on YouTube or if you want to email it to us, that's pathtopartner at gmail.com. Nice and simple. We got the Twitter account up and running. That is path to partner. Uh, that's the number two in there. We couldn't get the real one. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Twitter, for never giving up usernames. Uh, and Nate, why don't you tell the fine folks where they can find you in this next week? Perfect. You can find me uh, Wednesday through Monday at uh, twitch.tv slash gnarly underscore Nate. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at gnarly underscore Nate TTV. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm on YouTube as well. It's just gnarly Nate and, uh, yeah, you'll be able to find me somewhere around. There'll be links all over the place. So, uh, <laughs> and there are links, uh, yeah, there are, there are links to all of Nate stuff in the show notes for the podcast. If you're listening on a mobile app like that, like Spotify or iTunes, whatever, uh, there's also all the links in the description below here on YouTube. So again, huge shout out. We'd love to have people come over to the YouTube thing. This was great. I hope that people that are listening in the audio version, uh, we try to keep the uh, interaction with chat at like a, a minimum, but chat, you guys had such good comments here tonight. I think it's really, I really like the idea of incorporating that in because again, Louie caught me on a, a verbal error I had and Luna was able to share things. So if you guys want to do the same, tune into these live things. I, I think I'm going to go out on a limb Nate and say what in the future we want to aim for these at like 8 p.m. Pacific is that yeah yeah 8 p.m. Eastern I guess yeah oh I said east I said Pacific didn't I yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. eight I, I'm sorry I don't know why where that came from yeah 8 p.m. Eastern time I don't do anything in Pacific so wherever <laughs> that came from but hey if you want my stream times in Eastern times I am live currently every day of the week minus Wednesdays at noon Eastern time. I'm toying with schedules. I'm figuring stuff out. Wednesdays is turning into the YouTube day, right? Like podcasting and all that. But um, Sundays just doing like little abbreviated streams. That's twitch.tv forward slash Kyle Dempster Studios. Uh, I kind of like it, man. I like these little four hour streams on Sundays. You know, there's nothing, nothing wrong with throwing in like mini streams into your schedule, especially if they're like pre-announced, I think. Like that's just becoming my day of the week. That's like, oh, it's casual Sunday and you just pop in and have fun. <laughs> but uh, twitter.com forward slash Kyle Dempster STU. Uh, Instagram is Kyle Dempster Studios. I think you guys have all the things. If you need any more links to the podcast, KyleDempsterStudios.com forward slash podcast. You can get everything for the show. Like I said, shoot us an email, shoot us a tweet. We would love to chat about your subject on show. Uh, if you guys have any questions, please do that. Oh, and Luna shouts out, don't forget to like and subscribe and ring the bell icon for notifications. So again, if we go live, you'll know when that's happening. These, these live streams will be happening on Wednesdays. Until next week, Folks, have a good week doing all your Twitch and streaming endeavors, and we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Toodles. Toodles. I think we're done on that one.